Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Ozark Season 2, Episode 1, the season premiere, Reparations. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher who loves Ozark and is re-watching it, alongside my former student, Kurt, who also loves Ozark and is also re-watching it. How you doing, Kurt? I'm doing quite well, possibly poor, after this episode. Oh, wow. That is pretty dichotomous. So, Kurt. Yes. I have to ask you, have you rewatched season two or is this the, the your first rewatch of season two? The ending part of season two. Oh, you're just all over the place on your rewatches. That's really funny. <laughs> the ending part of season two. Okay. Well, uh, I have to guess your rating, as is Showhopper's tradition. Uh, I, by the way, think it's very hard to believe that we're starting season two of Ozark. I can't believe we finished season one already. Uh, kind of flew by. Anyway, uh, I think that this episode for you is certainly, I mean, first of all, you have a bias against season premieres, right? I wouldn't you, say bias. I say justified feelings. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's exactly what someone with a bias would say. But Disagree. I, very well. I do, I, you're probably right. It's not a bias, but uh, I, th I do think that you hold them to a higher standard because you think that they get artificially inflated because they are season premieres. Did I phrase that roughly correctly? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I'll accept you're, you're, that. I'll accept you're that. really trying not to give anything away here. Uh, so, but, so I don't think you can possibly give this episode a 10. Uh, so that's right off the table. But I think it's far too good. And I know you love Helen. Uh, it's far too good to give anything less than an eight. Uh, I think you gave it a nine. So your final answer? Yep. Good work. Good work. I did give it a nine. Yeah. As is, as is Ozark tradition. It sure it is. Uh, uh, you've you given it a nine, too, by the way. I, I did, yes. <laughs> yeah. We've both given one eight, right? Yes. No. Clive, you, no, you, you, I gave two. You gave yeah, two I gave eights. two. I gave okay. my trip to sleep an eight and then right. one ten. No, two tens. Gotcha. Two, two tens. tens. We've both given two tens. You've given two eights. I've given one. And the rest have all been nice. Yeah. That, that is Ozark for you. Uh, but this is, I think this is a great season premiere. I think it's a great episode in general. I in fact, it's a great episode. I, would, I might go so far as to say that I like this episode more than anything in season one other than the last two episodes. That That's not a, that's not an outlandish thing to say. I don't think so either. I don't think that's an outlandish thing to say. This is a really good episode. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the symbols, shall we? Before, yeah, yeah, we can talk about the symbols. We no, can also talk no. about the title if you want. If you want to. Oh, yeah, let's do that for sure. Uh, yeah. Not the worst title. Uh, I would argue this is the best title in Ozark history so far. Yeah, but I, I would, I, I that, that's, yeah. Reparations, is... it's about reparations. You're wondering what are the reparations? Boom, Ash's reparations. So, yeah. It's... And the only, I, I kind of wish Helen had not said the word reparations. Yeah. That's the only yeah. criticism I have of the title. Otherwise, I think it's a great title. I don't mind that much they said it. It's not as jarring as like a small phrase or some weird, like, yeah, it's fine. I'm not. Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they didn't make it weird so okay but it's a good title relatively speaking to the rest of ozark they have a strong title arguably best <laughs> title of ozark history though oh, yeah. they might they might place on the bottom of another ranking 
Oh my god, seriously. Of symbols. <laughs> oh. Which these might be the worst symbols. I couldn't even imaginable. find one. Okay, I, no, I think I I have an explanation for every symbol. Oh okay. good. I have an explanation. I do not. <laughs> but right, it's, so... it's a loose one with the one that you might have anyway. Okay. All right. I mean the bow tie for Z, that was easy because they were at this black tie at gala. Probably the best in one in the beginning. That's the that one, one made perfect sense no problem actually there's one i might like better than the boat campfire one's also good that's the one i like better than the boat those are the two good ones those are i like these are the campfire and actually the camp i think there were two fires in this episode there there? was uh, but there's only there there was do you mean two campfires or two fires i can't remember because i know there's a fire inside the snells when you know ash Right, right, right. Okay, yes, but yes. that's not a campfire, and this looked like a campfire, so I kind of counted this as you know, like caves and roots, kind yes. of. Yes, uh, and honestly, either either way, I love it. So either way, it's fine. I counted more yeah. for the cave one just because it looked like a campfire. Okay. But, yeah, you know, yeah. So campfire, it's a campfire type of thing. Yep, true. Okay, so but but either way, whether it's the Snell's fire or the uh, the Langmore fire then i i love it either way but i did think of it as the langmore fire oh okay so, i see what you mean yeah uh, now i gotta look back and see how if it was how campfirey it was it oh. was i mean it was outdoors and they were all around it so oh you're talking about that yes oh wait which campfire are you talking about are you talking about the one in the okay. beginning when they're getting rid of dell or oh no the fire there oh, i don't know what fire you're talking about oh wow okay hold on did they have a fire then I'm no they now. were they buried they buried, buried dell What's yeah. the fire you're th- are you thinking about right before Ash I'm, goes? N- well, there's that one. <laughs> okay. That's the one I but thought then, you were talking about. Yeah. But what's all right? So so and that it's very possible that this fire is meant to symbolize that because that is such a pivotal moment in the it episode. It is, but it doesn't look that much. I, I'm curious what's this other one? Right. This other the other one is when uh Cade and Wyatt and Ruth are sitting around the campfire. That one I and, remember. That's the one I'm yeah. Oh, that, you said okay. This is completely my fault. You said you thought it's the Langmore one. Yes. The campfire one. And I thought Langmore was Snell. I just I I just thought the names. Okay, that, that, that was completely my bad. Okay, yes. We're on the same track. We both think it's the Langmore okay. one. And it looks very right. Langmore uh yes. prior style. Yes. Very good. So, very good. That, that is true. Now, These the two R, the R is clearly a crowbar, yes. which is I mean, this is lame. This is really lame. And at first look, at first look, I thought it was like, oh, is this because I know what happens to Ash. So I'm like, it's just a is this the tool that you use to sneak up and attack Ash? Great, great symbol in that case. You know, a really pivotal mm-hmm. thing. Now, mm-hmm. it isn't. I'm like, this mm-hmm. This is... Okay, I saw when uh, Marty used it. It's the crowbar I think Marty uses to mm-hmm. open up the rest of the money so him and uh, Wendy yeah. can move it in the hearse. What a, yeah. what a great prop to do. That's only on screen for like two seconds. Right, and, and they, they make a point of like showing him pull it out of the duffel bag that he brings, whatever the bag was that he had the groceries in with the garbage bags and everything else. I was like, all right, that was really only in there for the sake of the symbol, I think. Yeah. All right, explain to me the lamp on the nightstand. So I've... the only thing I can think of is when um, Marty and Wendy are heading to bed, he like, I can't remember if he turns off the lights. He can kind of see the nightstand, but the lights are off. And he discusses with Wendy kind of the plan of, like, we'll run once it's self-sufficient. Like, we can do it. You know, they won't even really notice, you know, just a button, and then we, we can run off. 
So that's what I took that as because I couldn't think of any other time there's really a nightstand. Yeah. It was notable. But let me tell you, if that's terrible. what that was, that is terrible. I listen, I don't like these two of these symbols are super trash. Okay. If like actual garbage. Is it possible that I may, and I may have missed it, that there is a lamp on a nightstand when Ruth comes to bed with her father. I'm sorry, Cade comes to bed with Ruth. Maybe I I, I was looking for one. I didn't see one, so I was. I, was I don't aware think there was because she was just asleep. Which I don't think she would have had the lamp on. But hmm. I'm I'm anyway. pretty sure it's that scene I described because the lamp looks really similar to this one. Like okay, like the exact same lamp. Like it's it it, it is like the same lamp, like same Ugh. shade looking thing. So that's so I was like that does look the exact same <laughs> of, yeah. of a lamp. All right. Well, what they gained in title credit, they lost in symbol credit. So, so season two, the season of titles. Yep. Can season maybe three, well, can 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 I pick it back up? Will, will will it be known for its devastating symbols? And what will season mm-hmm. three bring? Find out no. in many w- coming weeks. <laughs> many of the coming weeks. Yes, exactly. Yes. Twenty-two of them, to be exact. Well, unless you don't count this one, in which case, twenty-one of them, unless. <laughs> season four drops right at the end of that in which case it's more than 22 anyway let you ready to start going through the episode yep I'll okay start. so we open in this black tie gala uh marty and wendy are dancing they look relatively happy which is nice to see uh and they discuss the important people in the room and they discuss where they should escape to uh eventually once they're they've set everything in motion we don't know what the plan is at this point this is one of the classic ozark we're going to show you something now and we'll come back to it later so which i love i do love that about ozark so that's cool uh and wendy mentions australia's gold coast Mm -hmm. are are you familiar with the title of the season finale of the season gold coast yep <laughs> yes. Didn't really remember so, it, but I, I made the guess and what I know yes. the season. Yes. Now as they dance, she identifies him. We don't know who him is. Uh and she goes. She, you know, Marty says, You're ready to go. And she is. And she seems maybe a little excited about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very excited. And I I don't think there's any way we could have possibly known what they were trying to do what they were trying to show us here this could have been a flashback for all we knew yeah 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 there's not there's not much to gleam off that right there yeah. yeah okay yeah but we're gonna keep it in our minds and do you have anything else to say about that nope okay all right darlene and ash ash rest in peace my friend darlene and ash barry uh dell and whatever henchmen were with dell i don't know uh who they were but his henchmen and they they dump lie and water on them this was something to see yeah so, so yeah, what do they dump on them i didn't i didn't know uh, it like it's, like it's a lie so it's it's potassium hydroxide it, it's a, deco- a decomposer it, like you, you use it uh to decompose organic matter like uh if you have a compost pile you might so- throw some lye in there to help it decompose faster so so will that wreck so that will wreck the decomposing human body Oh my God! It'll just go. I mean, you see it. You know, it, really? It's, yeah. This this is um, dumping the water on it makes it even worse. It is crazy. Uh, have you ever seen Fight Club? No, I've asked you that so many times. You still haven't seen Fight Club, have you? No. 
Oh, Kurt, you got to see Fight Club. Well, I already know the rules of Fight Club, right? Rule like yeah, you one, talk, you talk yeah, about yeah, Fight yeah. Club, which we just talked yeah. about. So, mm-hmm. way to break. Well, I'm, not, I'm not in it, so I can. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, the, that's a there's a scene in Fight Club where somebody gets lie on their hand. Uh, and well, I was going to ask to- next, what happens if you get it on you? Like, is it yeah, only, like, I mean, it's, it's it just starts. Just, oh yeah, it starts. It starts eating away at your skin. It's bad. Really? So bad it's like stuff, acid yeah. for your. But the for, opposite. It's a. It's a strong base. That's all I would say though. But it's. It's like. It's like someone would think of it like an acid, but it, it's yep. not. It, it, chemically, not all like an acid, in terms right. of the same interactions it's doing. But it. It, right. it does the. You know, kind of like the. You know, you hear about people like taking acid to like get rid of the body, but instead of that, this yep. is a decomposing agent. An ultimate yes. base. Okay. Yeah. It's. It is. It's crazy. It's used in making soap. Okay, so huh. a, a, a big, uh, big part of Fight Club is there's a soap making bit to it, and somebody gets lie on their hand, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it's eating away and eating away, and somebody else tells them, all right, you can dump water on it, but then it's just going to spread, so you have to neutralize it with a, with an acid, so they dump vinegar on it instead. So, anyway, I uh, just I was when, so happy to see some. Oh, <laughs> I was. I was very happy. I love the Breaking Bad episode with the hydrofluoric acid. I love it so much. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's in uh, season it's a, one. It's very yeah. Early. Okay. It's yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like the bathtub. Yeah. 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 yeah the bathtub. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's very it's it's so cool. Like they 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 did the chemistry pretty well there. But uh, this this is pretty decent chemistry. You dump lye on a body and you dump water on it. It's gonna make a severe reaction. You're gonna see. You're gonna visibly really? see it, and we see the. The steam coming up out of the out of the grave but so jacob jacob seems or it seems like darlene thinks that jacob is mad at her and that maybe she shouldn't have killed del but ash says sometimes you have to agree to disagree not a boy ash those are wisdom words to live by i suppose so <laughs> i mean i i kind of liked the way darlene's thinking was heading and, and i i kind of I'm just a little disappointed in Ash for pulling her back from <laughs> sure heading, down a, headed, heading down a, a, a more sane path. No, but, no, you're fine. Oh, I'm fine? No, as in, as in Ash to uh, Darlene. Like, she's fine. She's good. Oh, okay. Got it. So Jacob and Darlene, we, get, we stay with, with Darlene. She and Jacob uh, go to the birds, and uh, but I think Darlene brings... Wendy, some fresh honey from their farm, which is a big gesture. The Snells are all about gestures. In fact, so much so that D- Jacob calls attention to it when he's just talking to Marty and says, you know, when he says, yeah, she brought her honey, yeah, that, that means something. But Jacob also tells Marty that it's a tricky thing combining marriage and business. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is after Marty reveals to Jacob that Wendy knows everything. Yes. So fair enough. And things have been certainly... kind of tricky so far in terms of it that. It does so. it does seem like that. Although uh, I mean I think that we're seeing Wendy more involved in the business now. Uh, we see Jacob and Darlene clearly both deeply involved in the same business. Yeah, and yeah, Wendy's definitely getting more and more, especially in this episode. Definitely uh takes the lead in a lot of ways. Yeah, this is this is uh, the season where I say that Marty and Wendy are co-leads in this season. So oh, yeah. we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, 
the, they lay out the plan for us. There's a little exposition here. It turns out what's going to happen is Ash is going to take Dell's car and drive to Chicago, but he needs to swipe a credit card and call Marty from Dell's phone. Okay, this is to so that uh, the the cartel can see that Dell is in Chicago, not in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Okay, his car's there, his credit card swiped there, and his uh, his phone is making calls from there yeah right? yeah so I, I i know this is exposition but honestly i'm glad it's here because i would have had no idea what they were doing otherwise i i, I do love how they you know like, they do this exposition and the characters like listen we've done this before no need to explain it <laughs> Marty. we know the procedure ash knows that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly yep exactly so i don't exactly remember uh, jacob's phrasing there but i really liked it whatever he said i can't remember what it was it's too bad oh well uh meanwhile inside charlotte visits jonah's room and tells him that she would not have been brave enough to pull the trigger okay where jonah was so she she's applauding him in this case uh and she gives him i think five thousand dollars or was it ten i thought ten was the total and she gave him half of it. I don't. I, I think she gave him ten. She took. I, I don't oh. really know which way it splits, but she said ten thousand. You're right, but I can't remember which way it splits. <laughs> yeah, she I had can't ten either. half. Uh, that's in half, or had twenty half as ten each. So in either case, though, it's too much money. The kids should definitely a lot of money for that income. Uh, at their, <laughs> I think that's what we can agree on. Yes, I I, I would agree with that. So so, uh, so anyway. Um, the next anything you want else you want to say about this scene at the bird's house? Uh, no, no, just I mean it's something to keep note that the, the kids have kept the secret. I guess the secrets they keep are noteworthy, especially with you know later them along everything in the open, everyone, and both you know the parents keep secrets, and obviously um, Charlotte and Jonah keep this cash a secret. So, right, something to right. keep note of. I, th- I guess we should mention that this cash, you know, Charlotte didn't just, you know, earn this at some side job. Uh, they they pulled this, Charlotte pulled this out of the money that they were stashing in the wall when they Arguably were Arguably earned it. They did good work that night. Okay, fair enough. It's a lot, it's a big payment. <laughs> it's a lot of work, specialized I, work. I suppose it was. All right, then the next scene is at some kind of hearing. Uh, we come to find out this is, I think, a parole board hearing for Cade, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ruth speaking and, on uh, yes, behalf. Ruth, Ruth is testifying uh, on Cade's behalf before the parole board, and she's saying things like uh, none of her success would be possible without her dad, uh, which is BS because her dad was, if anything, a hindrance to that success, uh, an inhibitor, not the cause of it. Uh, she's saying things like he wants to do good. So I have a question for you here. Do you think that she is doing this under duress or do you think that she genuinely wants him out of prison? I think she genuinely wants him out. Do you really? Yeah, I do. She, cause she seems, I, I quite, yes. So I think at first I, I used to think that Ruth did the stuff for Kate out of du- duress. And I still can't quite tell if it is. But I feel as though just she has a soft spot for her father. And so she she's doing it, you know, trying to help him. Because he definitely strives very much to get the big thumbs up from Poppy. Yeah, and I think that's sure. why I don't think she feels 
threatened by him to do this. She just feels like she must, like, you know, she really wants him out and she's seeking his approval. So I don't think she's under duress. No. Okay. So here's what I think. I but think that could that be she, the case, though. By the way, I do want to say that I, I'm totally open to the fact that she is in duress. I'm not saying. I don't think she's doing it under duress. I don't think he's threatening her. Although it is possible that that he is because he did, they did not end on good terms in the last, uh, the last episode when he said we're going to talk in person after Russ and Boyd died. But what I what I think is most likely is that she definitely wants his approval, but. So she, she's doing this to, to gain his approval, but I also think that she does not really want him out of jail. Okay. Because she saying, knows yeah. she knows what it means to her business with Marty if Cade's out of jail. Yeah. Okay, so I think that she, her hope probably was, huh, let's, uh, let's do this. Let's put on this good show, but hopefully they won't buy it and they'll keep him in. Listen, Dad, we gave it a good, our best try, right? Maybe yep. next time. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So that's now that's what I'm thinking. But you know, she doesn't get that part if that's what she wanted. That's yeah. not what happens. She he, he does get released. Um, so now that would play into uh, now if if what you're saying is true, then she got what she wanted. He got released. Yeah. So anyway, she just seems a lot more nervous than excited where it comes to Cade being out. Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, but I think that comes from the fact that she just, I, she just really wants his approval and feels that she doesn't have it. So that's like, that's why she right. starts cleaning up uh, the trail that it's going to stay in and stuff. Right? Yes. She's yeah. Oh, really wants uh, yes. Cade's, Cade's approval is a driving force for Ruth, for yes. sure. No question. But I do think she wants his approval from behind bars. <laughs> yes. From a safe, from a safe, <laughs> Yeah, uh, a few you know feet behind bars, some inches of steel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which I don't blame her for because he is very scummy. Anyway, hey, you know he doesn't seem that bad in this episode. No, like in terms of stuff he does, not all oh, that I, bad. I think he's, I think he's disgusting. Not, I not, not so as disgusting. bad as he could be. Like this is, like you know he's he's nice to the boys, right? Oh yeah, he's very nice. Very nice to the boys. Very nice to the boys. Treats them very nicely, right? Not really much complaints there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he does. He does break some. He does break some infractions in terms of being on parole. He hangs around with other, uh, other oh. convicts. He says, and he drinks. Yeah. Uh, he's not supposed to be drinking. He drinks and whatnot. So, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, there are three good actions. He did, three he actions that he takes in this episode that tell me this guy is scum. Right. Well, we will, we'll, see, we'll see them. Yeah, we'll get. Do to I them bring them up? We, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, to, we'll get to them when we get to them. Okay, but you know, we'll keep count. I have three. Okay. His <laughs> infractions. As Mr. Sal, Cade's parole officer, displeased yep. the performance so far of a. Yes, exactly. His... I mean, I'm I'm not talking about illegal activity. I'm talking about just just character activity. Indicators of scum. Yeah, <laughs> the scum is scum levels are off the charts. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, all right. So I don't think it's any coincidence, and I love this transition, but I don't think it's coincidental that they use this, that while she's giving uh, her testimonial uh, t- testimony at the hearing, she says, I know what it means to need a daddy, and it immediately transitions to Marty. I don't think, I think that's intentional, because mm-hmm. Mar- Marty has been her father figure 
as long as we've known Ruth. Yeah. So for yeah, yeah. for a good chunk now. For for some time, yeah. Yep. All right. Why do we transition to Marty? Well, because this is when he discovers that Rachel has taken the money and run. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because I like Rachel as a character. And it's disappointing. She is really, really is not disappointing. There. Yeah. You know, sad to see her go. Sad to see her go, but you know, it is what it is. Rachel, we will you will be missed. So it's true. Anyway. Okay. Uh next scene is Wendy at the funeral home. And I, I really like this scene a lot. This is a really great scene. Uh she is just kind of poking around in the what do you call this room in a funeral home? Well, she's looking at the freezers. Preparation room. She she's poking around the preparation room. She's she's looking at the freezer. She like Ooh, touches a dead freezer. body. Tusk tusk, Mr. Sal. Oh, cooler. cooler. Sorry, my yeah, I was repeating what you said. Yes, you're <laughs> right. Cooler. Sorry, Harry. Anyway, um, she's she's looking around in the coolers, she's poking at the dead bodies, and Harry walks in and she basically tells him you know this is why do we need to put bodies in the cooler we're just going to embalm them and once they're embalmed they don't spoil long enough or quick enough to need the cooler uh i guess makes a certain degree of sense i think the point of the coolers though is when you have lots of bodies and you can't work on all of them at once you need some place to store the bodies that you're not working on at that moment but in either case you could turn off the coolers if they're not being used. You turn them off, but she wants to get rid of them entirely. She wants to turn it into storage. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Hey, uh, you know what? She, she's looking at it. She's like, you know what? This is too much optimism, right? You're you're hoping to get this much business. You're never going to get this much business. We got to move on. This storage. Well, of course, we, we understand, though, that the real reason she's doing this is because she's looking for ways to launder money through the funeral home. Yeah. Which the, the better way that she she comes up with is to buy caskets in bulk which yeah. it was probably hugely expensive i meant yeah i imagine i don't know what it costs for a, well see the thing is that's how much it costs us to buy us layman mr sal a casket's expensive yeah. funeral home still probably don't get me wrong probably still expensive a human-sized like container i don't i don't think it's gonna be mm-hmm. cheap but what no i mean think? i think it's still probably thousands of dollars yeah and how do you buy caskets in bulk? I guess like are there just popular ones people get? The only I don't know how many caskets a typical funeral home will offer. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you buy them in bulk, then you can probably limit your options if you want. Yeah. And say you know these are the two or three models that we have. Well, fair enough. You know, but yeah, but that's not a bad idea. I mean, caskets are expensive. Buy those things in bulk. You can launder a lot of money that way. I I would guess. Mm-hmm. probably a lot more efficiently than buying 25 air conditioning units yeah <laughs> but she also wants to test out his uh wheels oh yeah she wants to borrow the hearse why well because buddy is terminally ill and he wants to test drive his final ride got of respect of course ah, yeah that, that that is a wonderful idea i i do love that that phrasing and i love that concept of buddy test driving the hearse um but harry finds the whole thing highly unusual i like harry what a fine dude harry no harry's a loser (laughs) i don't like harry no always always saw he's a he's like yeah that's a cooler not a freezer well come on let's not poke and prod here harry right this is 
it is what it is, right? She's your boss. So you got to get used to it. Used to the way things are. Uh, right. I suppose so. But, you know, you are upending this guy's life. I mean, not upending. He's in fact kind of helping. You know, we're trying to, you know, do what we can oh, do. Not, sure. not your life. Just, just, the, just the business. Listen, you have a soft spot for him. You like funeral homes, right? This is, this is just your own, like, listen, people are going to like amusement parks, water parks. You, you like going to funeral homes, right? That's just your thing. <laughs> not going to, not going to put that against you or anything. Just you've got some bias here. And I think that's self-evident. So we'll, we'll just let that be noted for the record, the bias that exists and uh, that move is, forward. That is a baseless claim. Six feet under. No, and, no, and, no. I, and I think, and I think, our many conversations of you going, yeah. I would work in a no, funeral. I, home. I love, no, I love, I love that. I love. I do have a special spot in my heart for funeral homes. It, it is I feel not like most people would not see. That's the thing, like that, that right there, that makes you that, like that right there. You've just said it, right? Like that's, I, I think ninety percent more. Most people would not go. I, I got a special place for funeral homes. <laughs> okay, you're probably right. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. Maybe, maybe I am the weird one here, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, no, I, no, I like the funeral home." I think it's me. I love the depictions <laughs> of funeral homes on TV or just in general. Yeah, great. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway though. Yep. Anyway, uh, Ruth kind of intercepts Marty as he's trying to move this money with Wendy, uh, and basically demands more money. She wants more money. She wants to be his partner. Yeah. And. Marty does dismiss her, but he also does promise to talk about it. Just not right now. Right now, sure. he and Wendy have more time to count, have to move uh, and count the money. Um, is is his treatment of Ruth fair? Yeah, very fair. I think Ruth's being outrageous. Oh yeah, I th- I don't think he just come up and start yelling like. I know she's, you know, kind of emotional and all. No, she's thinking about why it's future and her future and so on and so forth, right? But she's like, you know, okay, you can act like this if he's been dodging you for like days or if he's, you know, he's made false promises already. But it's, you know, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah, this is the first time you've brought it up, as far as we know. Yeah, so. it, well, she just comment how um Marty wasn't answering your calls, but oh, boy, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter though. Like that's, you know, he people have to pick up your calls instantly and get back to you instantly that's not the, you know it's not really like the world we live in yet but a delayed response is fine right uh, I'm sure how delayed, I, I mean yeah i, I does demand like depend on the response but if you want to talk to him about like you know your ongoing appointment with him and discuss you know some financial goals you wait a bit <laughs> you can you can wait a day or two so that's mm-hmm. not yeah no that's right. outrageous fair. fair enough well you know let's let's get back to the langmore uh compound here because Back well, there, Ruth. Yeah. Well, actually, you're, this, this, they go in and they start moving the cash. Yeah, you said that. Never mind. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So Ruth is trying to fix up her place for Cade so he can have a nice place. She's very, very concerned about this. She wants him to have a nice place. And Wyatt arrives with Charlotte and, and tells her, you know, it's going to be okay. And you're not alone. Which, those are two phrases that you don't expect to hear Uh for someone who uh, to, said to someone who is supposed to be excited about welcoming her father home. You lost me there. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I, that I phrased that very well. Okay. What I'm saying is if Ruth is this excited about having her father home, if she's so yes. happy to have him out, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't expect to hear Wyatt say things like it's going to be okay. And you're not alone. 
Okay, those I should say. Those phrases. Yes, he does say it in a super cheer, cheery way. You're right. Like, does he? Because if he said that, it's like you're not alone, right? Like, isn't that like mm-hmm. he's he's also kind of excited to see him, but he didn't really say it say it in that tone. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh no, no, he he was like, "Don't worry, it's gonna be okay. Okay, you're not alone. You have me." Like <laughs> that, it all sounded very uh, terrified to me. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Seems like you're not alone in being terrified was the intention there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why not uh, yep. the biggest fan of Kate? It appears it doesn't seem that way. It seems like there's a a healthy dose of fear here for Kate coming from both Wyatt and Ruth. Hey, a healthy dose of fear, not a bad thing. I guess it depends on the context. <laughs> like, like you have to, you have to give a ground. You're like, oh, okay, fine. Context does matter, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, don't know about if, this if, context, if, but it depends on how justified the fear is, too. But, but anyway, uh, Marty and Wendy are back pulling the money out, and they lay out the situation for the for the kids. Oh no, I'm sorry. The, the, this is the next day. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, they lay out the situation for the kids at home. Sorry. Uh, and they tell them they need complete honesty. Of course, we know that Marty and Wendy will never be completely honest with the kids. They can't possibly be. But they're t- basically, this is for the sake of the kids being completely honest with them. What I find fascinating about the scene is that Buddy is in on the whole thing. Yeah, but Buddy's, Buddy's part of it now. He sure is. He's all in. Just, yeah, he's, he's, just like how he's just in on it. He doesn't really yep. stand to benefit all that much. Like, I guess they nope. kind of pay for his living, but they had to do that anyway. They bought his house. He's just in it because uh, I'm buddy. <laughs> I'm, in, um, mm-hmm. I'm in the game. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, and when they, but the, the kids do find out about what happened to Garcia's body, about the, the funeral home and how they burned it up. And Jonah asks if they've killed more people. Uh, to which they respond, "We do not kill people." Yeah, don't kill people. How dare you? I mean, you, technically, Jonah? I mean, in their defense, they didn't kill that person. Yeah, actually, none of them have killed anyone. So, right. Uh, well, they kind of talk on this a bit later. Like, you know, Wendy wonders, so "Are we to blame?" You know. Yeah, yeah. Self affirmation, but, but no, they they're not have directly not... killed right. anyone. They, the closest one is Jonah. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. He pulled the trigger. He did pull the trigger. So, all right. So Jacob, Darlene, and Marty are are getting together to meet a representative from the cartel at the Blue Cat uh, because the Blue Cat. I think this is the Blue Cat, right? I don't Must actually be. know where this was, but yeah, it has to be because they have like private access to the inside of it. It's got to be the Blue Cat. Yeah. So, um, but this they do this because it's neutral territory. They, the Snells wanted to meet at the ranch. That seems. Not, not a good idea but <laughs> i mean the crap excuse me not the ranch there we are so out of the car steps helen pierce and she is the attorney for omar navarro who runs the navarro cartel uh so we've been waiting for helen's appearance i could not remember if she came in right at the end of season one or if she didn't come in until season two but clearly she's coming in right now right at the very beginning of season two yeah, Helen rolls right in, mm-hmm. and definitely an interesting character. Definitely steals. Uh, it's different, also pretty cool character, but not not as cool as Dell, but interesting in her own way. Her just like 
really um she she's a lot, she's kind of like Marty in the way she's very calculated. Right? Oh yeah, you know she knows what she wants. She goes right for what she wants. Doesn't really yep. hide what she wants and just lays right. it right out. So, well, we have to remember too that Dell was a lieutenant. Like he was a he was a he was a soldier. Yeah, you know what I mean. Helen is not. She's a lawyer. Yeah, she is. She is. Uh, what's it? Marty's boss's lawyer, Navarro's yep. lawyer. Yes, but she definitely seems like she's even if, even though she's a lawyer, she seems very willing to get her hands dirty here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, or at least very aware of the dirty hands around her. Yes. So, yeah, there we go. And Marty, uh, Marty, you know, plays it very cool right from the beginning. Where's Dell? Oh, Helen doesn't know. Last they knew, he was in Chicago. So, seems like the plan has worked. We got her, guys. <laughs> Celebrate. Yep. We've tricked her. Yep. Marty breathes a huge sigh of relief. Oh, that's good news. But Marty goes on to kind of try to mediate a deal between Helen and the Snells. He promises a casino in six months. The Snells were insulted by Helen's proposal of an 80-20 split. So much so that they say, in which direction? <laughs> which is hysterical. Did uh, they yeah, thought they yeah. would get eighty percent of the profits? <laughs> I mean, it's only it's our land. It's only fair. Uh, I guess but yeah, eighty twenty just ain't very much of a partnership either way you split it, right? That's a great argument. Just you know, ain't just really. But uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the way I Jacob puts it. <laughs> I know, I know. It, I, listen, I think it can be a partnership, but right, they, they start hashing out, you know, some uh, some stuff here, and uh, yeah. But Helen does kind of start putting a Michael, not Michael, that's Michael, Marty on the hot seat. Yes, yes. Uh, and basically, uh, she, she, not only Marty, but, but she puts, she turns it right back on the Snells here. You know, the 80-20 split is fair. You know, we're taking on a lot of risk here. Uh, with This could be an inferior product, which is like the exact wrong thing to say to the Snells. That, mm-hmm. So don't insult their stuff or them. But Helen does. She survives. Yeah, she does survive. Doesn't call them rednecks. But it Thank does God. not seem like the Snells are any fans of Helen. No, no, none slightest. Yeah. She's not. She's not won over any hearts here. No, no. But um, they they kind of do eventually come to something of a deal, but uh, it it takes a lot of coercing on Marty's part. Now you mentioned that she goes after Marty. I don't remember exactly what she said to Marty. Do you? Well, she she goes after Marty because she says like I don't think me and my client don't even think you can get this casino done. Oh right. And then Marty kind of like starts spitting facts and knowledge like I know we have to get the law changed. I know we need to get the casino before we can even get a bid for one. I know that like he starts listing. He he basically makes it aware that he knows the difficulty it will be to get one, but he plans yep. to still do it. So like it, she she does put him on the hot seat like that of like. Okay. Like she's kind of like I don't even think this casino is going to happen. It's kind of like a mute point in arguing these numbers because yeah, that's the point. And Marty, I do like how after Marty does that, right? He he, he says he says all like what he says and he says, "And I'm taking my three percent fee." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this standard. is a good move. Dude, I know. I, I was like, you know what? They probably won't stop the deal over that. My look is like I'm taking my standard three percent fee. Yep. <laughs> I, which I, I think that's a great deal. I, know, I presume that's what. Yeah, I guess is that what it does from the cartel? I don't really know. I, you know, I don't know how he got paid from the cartel, but I just love that he made this part of the deal 
so that it does give him an out. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has this money. So anyway, uh, at the, we, we move on to Lickety Splits. And Ruth is call, it is called to Ruth att- Ruth's attention that one of her strippers is turning tricks in the VIP room. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, busts on in there, breaks it up. She and she yells at the stripper, You need money, come to me. I'm not paying a five thousand dollar fine. And she that that's I mean, that's pretty cool that, that Ruth is looking out for the business here because it's not her money. Yeah, I don't say like I don't think she cares that much, and she's got to pay more. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but then she has an idea. We don't know what the idea is yet, but she has an idea. She says, "Wait a minute, are you clean? Uh, we don't know if that means are you off drugs or do you have no STDs? Yeah, but it's it's one of the two. Okay, and what we'll come to find out in just a few minutes exactly which one she was talking about. So. Yeah. Anything you want to say about the stripper scene? No, no, nothing really. Yeah. All right. So Marty goes to visit a state senator about proposing legislation to get another casino because apparently right now uh, in Missouri there there's a cap. Uh, this is this is in Ozark land. This is not. I don't know what it is in real life, but yeah, in there's no the statements Ozark, on Missouri's Missouri's real political laws. State right. Laws. Exactly. Uh, but apparently uh, there is a cap on the number of casinos that can exist in the state and it is maxed out right now. And to get another casino, uh, Marty is proposing that this senator, state senator, propose legislation to get another one to expand the cap. Uh, and he tells him that the state senator tells him, basically blows him off, but says, you know, talk to me when you've been to the lake house. Uh, nobody, Marty... Uh, us we don't know what the lake house is but that's where he needs to go in order to get the senator's cooperation yeah i mean it is kind of ridiculous you try talking to me without going to the the lake house first i mean yeah. it's just it's yeah. just it's a ridiculous notion i think it's so. hysterical that it's called a lake house the lake house because i mean technically marty and wendy live on a lake house yeah but it's oh. like it's 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 like a the lake house right like if 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 you live in a town, you say yeah the school, right? You don't go yeah mm-hmm. the you know you don't describe the full school name every time, right? You just because it's it's the important one relevant to you guys. This is this is the important lake house. All the, all else be irrelevant. Even your own, even if you live in a lake house, you just go yeah <laughs> the lake house. You don't mean your own. You mean the lake house. The... Ah yes, how silly of me. So, Thank you for clearing that up, Kurt. Just that important. <laughs> so Wendy does some research and finds out that the lake house is the second home of kansas city millionaire uh charles wilkes so this is my question is he a millionaire or, uh, did they say he's a millionaire i, I know he's really rich and like they did they did say a millionaire okay. they, just a millionaire said, i was gonna say maybe she said billionaire but i i'm pretty sure it was just millionaire some billionaire should come in and just wreck this guy's world hey, right he's you like, know what I, maybe he's got 999 million yeah, he's, he's like oh, i hate that b he's like well Wait, sure you're you're worth 30 billion dollars he's like mm. he's like hide hide give me just 999 million i'm going back to being a millionaire so yeah. cool, cool <laughs> or maybe he's just still working on that last million or maybe he'd rather be like you know do you want to be in a a more exclusive fish like bowl right but you're a smaller fish right he's a he's a small billionaire but he's the big fish in the millionaire pool. Ah, so he's point. like, you know what? I'll I'll downsize. 
but I'll be able to flex on all my uh, <laughs> fellows. <laughs> I do yeah, wonder if right. like the mega wealthy ever have like like is that a point of I, I imagine it isn't, but I wonder if that is like a point of you're only you're only worth nine hundred million. I only <laughs> talk to billionaires. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. So I mean, you don't know. <laughs> Oh uh, God! What a, what a world! Everyone checked each other's salaries. For. Oh, you don't make it. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> don't wanna don't wanna waste my time. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out, according to Wendy, that Missouri is the only state in the U.S. without a cap on individual political donations. So everything goes through Wilkes because he makes the biggest political political donations, uh, and there's no cap on what he can donate. So he has the power but they can't get to him. Now, I, I want to point out, this is not true. Missouri does have a cap on individual donations to, cap, to political campaigns. You looked this up? I looked this up, yeah. Okay, fair enough, yeah. I was like, uh, that, is, that is an outrageous lot to not have. But there are 11 states that don't. Huh. Yeah. This there is are 11, 11 states. statement they made. Right. Yeah, there are 11 states that don't have a cap on individual political donations, which I think is insane. Yeah. I cannot believe that we have any states, no less 11 states, that don't have a cap on individual political donations. Also, if you like the person enough, by all means, throw in in your bid, right? Throw in your... Help them out. You just want to help someone out, Mr. Sal. That's all that's that's for. That is crazy. Why, why, Why is it that if I wanted to help pick someone up i can only offer them a finger when i've got a full hand you know i I want to give them the full hand yeah that that person is now quite beholden to your hand (laughs) i think she got fingers from five different people yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah give that person five fingers from five different people and they'll get up just fine anyway yeah this is this is crazy to me but the 11 states in the current united states that don't have a cap on individual political donations. I was shocked. But, yeah, that is that is outrageous. Missouri, yeah, but Missouri is not one of those states. Good for you, Missouri. It's yeah. good. This, by the way, is according to, I, I found this from two sources. One was Ballotpedia, and the other one was the National Conference of State Legislatures. So I wonder, how, yeah. I wonder how mad people part of the, the state government of Missouri were when seeing this. Yeah. I bet you... It is a non-trivial amount of people who are upset after seeing this. Like, what? My state has, like, a like they don't have a limit on uh, individual political contributions. That's terrible. Like, no, that's that's actually fake. This is this is <laughs> that, that that was completely made up. Like, the state laws are actually completely wrong. That they're saying. It's, that's a great that's a great point. You know what? That gets me thinking. Do you think that this show is very popular? Yeah, in Ozarks. Like, Ozarks. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if they. Uh, I imagine it must be no. Like I don't. I wonder what the population is down there. But like, mm-hmm. surely it was told like, yeah, they're filming. Like, oh yeah, big, big, you know, TV set thing filming. And obviously, going back for season four, loving. Oh. I actually don't know if this is shot at the Ozarks. At the Lake of, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the overhead shots. I'm sure are of scenery the shots. Yes, yeah, certainly. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I wonder if it's actually shot there. Yeah. I. This I, 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 a lot of things have taken place in the Ozarks before, like other forms of media. So I would shock. Uh, yeah. If, if I mean, it, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how many there are. But okay. I thought. 
I, I would. I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't filmed at the Ozarks. I'll put it that way. I feel like. Okay. It's, yeah, I, I guess I would be too. So uh, that leads me to my other question: What do you think that locals of the Lake of the Ozarks think of the show Ozark? It's not. It's not a good image. It's not a good yeah. image. It's not a good image. That's why, like, I, I would, I wouldn't care if they talked about like my town like that. Just because, like, you know, I, I, whatever. I don't. I don't care. I remember. Um, I'll actually leave that. But uh, I wouldn't mind. But definitely, some people are gonna get outraged over that. I would think so. Uh, yeah. I remember the I Simpsons would. did a bit to the place where we live, in the area we yeah. live in, and did people they really. They did. I'll I'll show it to you if you want. If you remind me uh, after the podcast. Okay. But uh, people were upset about that in our region. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't I didn't care, but like they did. They did just trash on us. <laughs> but, oh man. But, but like, interesting. it's just it's all for humor. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, the office had uh, an episode set near. Oh uh, yeah, well. that yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah, but, that, yeah. but they they were not making fun of it. They just picked a random name that they liked. Yeah, that was just, <laughs> yeah, that's not that was yeah. making fun of it. I, there was a Saturday Night Live skit uh, <laughs> that definitely ripped on the area that we live in, but it was hysterical. <laughs> It was it was very recent too. It was last fall. Oh, I don't no, I don't not, know if not, not last fall. It, uh, not not this past September October, but the September October before, so okay. 2019. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you about that later. But in any case, anyway, yeah. yeah. So I I do wonder though frequently what the people of the Ozarks think of Ozark. So because I mean it's it's a pretty popular show. Very yeah, very popular. Yeah. It's a, it's like a flagship of Netflix. <laughs> so, anyway, so Marty and Wendy wake up as the house alarm goes off as Charlotte comes in, uh, and they need to know where they are at all times for the next six months. That's what they tell Charlotte. Look, it's for six for the next six months. You we need to know where you are every minute of the day. Which, if they're being totally honest with the kids, I think they probably would explain why that is but they're clearly not being totally honest with the kids but after that marty uh it turns out because he's going to tell us this and this is i think the scene is this the scene i think it is where the with the lamp on the nightstand i think it is it's definitely i'll say this for 100 percent certainty the lamp that are referring to is the one in the bedroom here okay because it is the cool. exact same lamp like it is, it is all right exactly the same. all right good so, but in the in the bedroom, Marty tells Wendy that after the six months is up, he which the six months I believe is the time frame that he's given for getting the casino up and running up and running. Yeah. So, is after the six months is up, I'll be able to take my three percent and we can go wherever we want, which is what they were talking about right at the beginning of the episode at the black tie affair. My sweet, sweet three percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, that is pretty sweet, I have to say. So the next day, Monday, I assume it's the next day. I shouldn't say it's the next day. We don't actually know. It could be like three weeks later. Who knows? But, it's been five months. Uh, they have one month left to open the casino. They've really procrastinated. This <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, should, I, I think I kind of unintentionally glazed over something that's relatively important once they find out about charles wilkes they call to try to make an appointment with him and they cannot yes this is the uh, you probably got laughed off the phone yes exactly so now 
we've come to find out Wendy and Marty are moving into a new office space, which is interesting because the, the season premiere of episode one also showed Marty looking into a new office space. So here's the season premiere of episode two, and they're looking into a new office space. And well, they're approached by... Oh, right? yeah. 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 Well, they're moving into this office space. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. You're right. They're not looking at it. They're actually doing it. Uh, they're approached by this mysterious man who's just in the office suddenly and tells them that the casino bill will never hit the floor because we don't know you. No, no, no. You can no, say the right I'm way. Not, yeah. I'm not saying we don't know you, but we don't know you, right? So they know about them, but they don't know them. And Wendy requests an invite to the lake house. The guy just leaves. This is the guy that Marty later in the episode is going to call Slughorn. Yes. No, no, slug, not Slughorn, Slugworth. Slugworth, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with slug, Slugworth? You know who that is? No, I have no idea. Unless they're talking. Really? Oh man, have you ever seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yes. Okay, Slugworth is like Willy Wonka's competitor. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, he's he's the guy who slinks around everywhere the a golden ticket is found. Slugworth is there, Slugworth's whispering to, in the child's yeah. ear. You know, you need to get me an everlasting gobstopper, and yeah. so uh, he calls this guy Slugworth. Which, by the way. So correct me if I'm wrong. Was Willy Wonka selling the everlasting gobstopper yet? Like it was still in testing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So was. he's trying to trying to get hold of his test material. And in, in fact, even okay. a next level of that is that it was a test itself. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. To see who got it. <laughs> the yeah, next level. Was, see, yeah, it, yep. He, he was going loser. to good day, sir. bequeath the chocolate factory to someone who returned the everlasting gobstopper and did not take it with them to give to Slugworth, and. Slugworth in that movie was actually Willy Wonka's partner. So it was all a big ruse. Good for Slugworth. But yes, in any case, we have. (laughs) Well, I don't know what else to call this guy right now. Other than Slugworth. Slugworth, So that's fine. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, speaking of a big ruse, uh, ruse kind of sounds like Ruth. And Ruth is pimping out that stripper to her father. Very odd. I forgot about this actually now until we talked about it again. This definitely. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, this is why she was asking her if she's clean. She meant clean of STDs because she wanted to pimp her out to her father. And Cade wants to get, gets in the car and then he wants to talk in person about Russ and Boyd. Fair enough. He wants to know <laughs> why she did it. So he has somehow figured out that she did it. I mean, he can piece it together. If she was talking about rigging up the ladder, and then they die from a ladder accident. That is true. So, so he figured it out. He knows that she did it. He doesn't want her to deny it, and she doesn't deny it. But what she does do is, I think, pretty genius. She appeals to him uh, the way that she knows he will understand her actions. She says that Russ was a rat. It was him or her. Fair enough. Cade does not believe it, though. So she shows him the little microphone bug from Russ's apartment. Or truck, Bia. You think from the truck? She said from the truck. I'm sorry. I said apartment. I meant trailer. Oh, maybe she got from the trailer. Yeah, that's I what she I said truck, though. But yeah. Either case, yep. found the bug. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, now, this does seem to appease Cade. Like, he seems to buy it. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, why? What's to say that uh, Ruth didn't just pull oh, out? That is button. a bold. I, I actually like that play right there. That is that is 1,000 IQ play. If you're if you're informant, you're like, look, this was their bug. And I like to mention they're listening in. They're like, what is it they're doing? Ruth's, Ruth's taking off her bug. She's showing it to him. Oh, no, <laughs> no. She's 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 exposing herself. And they hear it of like, look, I found his bug. They're like, oh, okay. Nah, they're like, yeah. oh, wait. She's got him. Like that is that is a genius <laughs> move. I do like yeah. that, but but no, no sadly, no, no, sadly, no. Not. She no, she she is. But I mean, for all we know, Cade thinks that it's her and not Russ that was the rat. Yeah. Listen, but, would you would you ever be a rat, Mister Sal? Oh, I don't know. I, I I'm a very big coward, so <laughs> I, I can't imagine I would ever be <laughs> in a situation. Sorry, the wording of that. I I'm a very big coward. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. I can't. I cannot imagine uh, myself ever being in a situation where anyone would want to bug me. <laughs> but but this is about that. I I mean, Michelle. The right answer is, of course, I'm not a rat. Oh, of course, I'm not a rat. Right. That's what you always say. Snitches get stitches. Exactly. Right. Because. We would never rat. Okay. Of but I also, do. government would never do anything illegal. So, yes, yes. Also, <laughs> nothing illegal is done. Uh, and we were open to negotiations um, if need be. <laughs> but associates that are not the government, we will not rat on you. Okay. No. So, there you go. All right. Are you ready for uh, exhibit A, number one of? Cade scumbaggery shoot next time get me a blonde that oh yeah that was oh. that was that was outrageous <laughs> I, oh, I forgot about that lad that was so disgusting it's just outrageous <laughs> uh, i mean it's outrageous but it's also it's <laughs> so gross because ruth is blonde well, that's, so, I mean, no, I mean, no. Yes, yes. That's not, you can't take it that way, no. I, I do take it that way. If you Did like you the same see? hair color as your parent, that's not like you're into your parent. I, no, I, no, I, I don't think you, I don't think you go, just because you like, let's say, blondes doesn't mean you like every blonde, right? That's like, no, I, that's ridiculous. So what you said there, no, no, I'm not going to go as far as to go, Okay, you know, then explain explain to me the giant grin that comes over Ruth's face then after he says that. I think she just thinks it's funny that he said that. <laughs> I think it's funny. Do you, oh, do you, you think, you think he's trying to he's trying to like insinuate on Ruth? No, no, I I just like no. I oh, I think, I disagree I that think... that is. No, I'm not saying that's. I think that's a fine like that that that's not like a hint onto your. Yeah, kid. I mean, I know she's an adult, but still his child. That's not a hint onto your child. It could be with other like notes. Don't don't get me wrong. But that that statement alone is not to me anything like. All right. So, I mean, it is a terrible statement to say first. First of all, yeah, that is a like a jerk move to go like, oh, next time get me a blonde. I'm not I'm not arguing that, but I don't think that's like an outland like liking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I said I said it enough already, but. But no, okay. that is outrageous what he says, though. That is true, though. Well, it's, out, it's outrageous. 
I am of the opinion that there is a history of sexual abuse here. That's what I was wondering too. Uh, that's what I'm wondering as well. I, if there I, is, uh-huh. yeah, no, that, that's what I'm I trying think to think of. There are tones of it throughout the episode, you know, and I think this is the first one where we see him him requesting someone who has the same hair color as her, and she smiles about it, which. The, the smile, I think, is more out of her trying to please her father. But I think that some of that could come from a history of sexual abuse. Yeah. So I, 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 I think he's a scum. So, like I said, it, with other things he does, it's definitely a bad thing. In isolation, it mm-hmm. isn't. But, uh, but, but yeah, there, it, there definitely could be, um, there could be sexual abuse. But the mm-hmm. thing is... Um, definitely not said outright but there are hints at it i will agree to that especially later yeah. on there's definitely much more um yes big hints towards that yes, exactly so. okay i don't know why this scene is here and maybe you can help me explain why wendy goes to this orphanage so mr sal i love this okay uh well so i don't know if she's looking up records on charles or for her own mother like if it actually is her mother but like later on, right? When, because mm-hmm. it, it just shows, I actually love this scene so much because it shows, because it's very quick. So, you, but if you remember, when she, she calculates everything that you, you, you really shows into a perspective how much she puts to um, speaking with Charles, right? Of uh, making mm-hmm. sure that first interaction counts. And, you know, from spilling the drink on him on purpose, if, if you notice, Charles immediately sees the St. Jerome necklace on Wendy and takes note of mm-hmm. it. He goes, oh, he's St. Jerome necklace. And she, Wendy goes, it was my mother's. So all this is showing, I guess, is just clearly Wendy's done her research on Charles and knows that that this will help win him over, right? So that's why I think they go over it really quickly. It's just, it's just showing, because later when, you know, she has the necklace and, you know, there you go, that. This is how she got was, it. Was, okay, so you think she got the necklace from the orphanage? Yeah. Do you think the name of the orphanage was St. Jerome's? I presume so, yes. Huh. Okay. I feel like they should have made a bigger deal out of that. You think so? I think I, I thought it was fine. I, I thought I know because it was, it was right. Because like, you don't want to make it long and drawn out because they don't they, they don't explain what she's doing there. And then they kind of you know, she doesn't want to say out loud where she got the necklace. She doesn't want to go, I ah, just went to St. Jerome's not too long ago to pick this up to impress you. So it's just... Well, no. So I, I think I think it's fine where it is. Uh, but mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. You know, maybe for you, it's okay. hard to spot. I don't I blame you. Well, I mean, I assumed no, I was... that the necklace had something to do with it. And I assumed yeah. that, uh, that she was there for uh, information on Wilkes, not somebody else. But and that could be the case too. She might have gotten info on Wilkes while she was there, like got his file, lied mm-hmm. and got his file or something to that degree. I I don't know quite what she did while she was there, but all I know is that all, this just shows the research she has done into meeting Charles, right, and everything yeah. surrounding it. This is why I think right, the well, big takeaway is from this. A lot of a lot of like you know, gray of what exactly she did, right? She might have already had the necklace, but she was just going there to research Charles. She might have gone there to get the necklace. Like a lot of things, but. It, it okay. just it just shows the extent she's going to uh, win over. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, I guess I can view it that way. And, and how her practical game is. So I like I liked it a lot actually. So okay, so. all right, good, good for you. I'm glad you liked it. Okay, Cade is 
so excited to see the boys and so nice to them. Yeah. I mean, th- and this is that's got that's got to be that's got to be like an undoing of one Demera point, surely, right? That is not one of the three that I said. That's not one of my three pieces uh-huh. of evidence of scumbaggery. But this this is just it's just awful. It's 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 gross. It, he has not given Ruth a fraction of this, and Ruth bends over backwards for him. And it's, I mean, it seems very chauvinistic. It seems like, oh, these are boys. These are Langmore. Yeah, that's, that's what it's like. Yeah, these are the men and Ruth. Yeah, yeah whatever, Ruth. But the yeah. boys. Yeah. Oh, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> Seriously. This guy is something. Hey, you know who's not in this episode? Petty. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you just now realized this, that there was no Petty. I just now, I just now realized this. There's no petty in this episode. Yeah, no FBI, no nothing. They took a took a day off. Yep. Yep. Probably shooting so I, or something. But I, I feel just terrible for Ruth watching this. Uh although, you know, he does seem to appreciate the nice trailer and he finally hugs her. <laughs> it's a very menacing hug, too. Like walks up to her like, thank you. Nicest thing ever. But it is sweet. It is it is, it is you know, he's being nice and it's it, it is. But you, you kind of hold your breath because it, he, it almost is like, I don't know, you don't know, insult the comic dog, I'm sure. No, I don't, I don't know what that okay. is. <laughs> He's a character from, I think it was uh, fre- frequented Conan O'Brien, uh, Conan O'Brien's show. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a Robert Smigel character. Anyway, uh, it was a puppet, it was this dog puppet, and, and he liked to end sentences, for me to poop on. Like that's it's just what he did. So he's like, oh yeah, that's a really nice chair for me to poop on. You know what I mean? That's that was the that's the joke. Okay. Yeah, that was the joke. So I I kind of was holding my breath when Kate said it's the nicest thing I've ever seen for me to poop on. <laughs> like that's the only thing I could, because I I felt like Cade was I'm not even going to say that obviously, but that like Cade was going to say you know, like really change up. The, oh yeah, like the dynamic here. It's a great place for me to get bugged or something like. Or, yeah. like nice place or, to or, hide a bug. No, more like this. More like you know, this is a really this is the nicest thing I've ever seen. Really, Daddy? No, no. Why would I want to live here? This is this, what this looks like a girl's trailer. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's that's what I was expecting him to do. But you know, he he seems sincere, so I guess that's to his credit. Anyway, I think you know I think I think he's just scared of Kate. I think I am. I'm terrified of Kate. I think he's just a nice guy. Just a nice guy. No, not a nice guy. He's just a nice guy. Okay. <sighs> All right. So Marty uh, comes home. For, uh, this, is, uh, this is apparently an emergency. Wendy called him home to uh, get dressed to go to a fundraiser that Wilkes is throwing. She bought a table for $50,000. Oh, uh, and she, yeah. And Marty questions this. Marty thinks that, you know, they sent somebody here to tell us to stay away. Why are we going to the fundraiser? Uh, Wendy has a different take on that. She says, nobody drives four hours to tell someone to stay away. It wasn't a warning. It was an invitation, which I think is clearly true. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, th- but I would do terrible in politics is what this tells me. Because <laughs> nah, no, I'd be like, okay, stay away. Fair enough. I'm very, never get yep. that whole, like, yeah. Nah, I was, yeah, okay. I understand. So this this part, I, I don't, I don't, I feel weird about this part. It's not that I don't like it. I just feel weird about it. The talks of the Marty, barbecue here. 
the barbecue tux, the, the, and the tux together. So the idea that Marty shows <laughs> he's up dressed up this, for the barbecue, he's dressed yeah. up for Kate's arrival. You should have said that. Like, I dressed up. Nice to meet you, Kate. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, if I'm maybe Marty doesn't know that Kate is out. I don't know. Yeah, he if, might not that, know. That's if, possible. Tell her, yeah, if they haven't really been yeah. communicating. Yeah, if he thought that Ruth was just going to be there, maybe Wyatt in three, then I then fine. He he shows up in a tuxedo, but the idea that he shows up in a tuxedo and Kate is there is like, oh, this is awful. This is bad news. Yeah, Kate's like, wow, yeah, look at that. Where's the tux everywhere? Big shot boy here. Yeah, big shot bird. Uh, Yeah, I don't like that so much. But anyway, uh, Cade introduces himself, uh, and Marty tells Ruth that she won't be his partner he will not be held hostage for what she did but he says beyond that beyond being partner what else do you want she throws out twenty five thousand dollars a year extra twenty five thousand dollars a year marty says done she and she wants to learn how to work how to use the books done very interesting i mean marty gives her everything she wants yeah he's uh, cool first time she has it's no cool. negotiations whatsoever just you want it yep fine you got it but no, but not partner. That is so, a, that is a, well, do, do you think what uh, he did here so far is so reasonable? Absolutely. Yeah, so he is. Marty's a great boss. He's a great boss. Yeah. <laughs> also, Ruth now, right, made a great choice. That, and now she's going, I made the I made the best choice I could make. So, uh, listen, I'm sorry, Russ and Boyd, but now I'm making, <laughs> what was it, 52 already, plus 25, yep. 77. Yep. She makes 77. Yeah. Pretty good Hasn't deal. even worked there a year yet. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. And yeah, this guy's only going up. Like this is, uh-huh. so. yep. So yeah, so uh, this this is this is good stuff. You know, this I I love I do love this that Ruth is there and she's got her father and her father figure right there. See, it must be so mind blowing to see the two of them interact. Yeah, she must probably be holding her breath the whole time. Yeah, they do meet in like a weird, awkward way. We know they kind of like shake hands, like, oh, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Yep. Yep. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's a, really, that's about what it is. Yeah. It's like your daughter is. Yep. Thanks so much for taking care of my daughter. Yeah. She's. Uh... So, Ruth, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. He doesn't even finish his sentence. But it, it, I, I think this is great. But it's a, it's a great way to juxtapose Cade, who's just been miserable to her almost universally since he's gotten out and here's marty just yep twenty five thousand dollars a year absolutely yep you want to learn how to cook the book cook the books i got you so it's good stuff and she now has a chance to work at the offices if she wants for a few days oh that's right yep a couple days a week yep all right so back to the first scene so now we we've discovered what that first scene was all about wendy literally runs into wilkes spills the drink on him and uh he though knows her name as soon as she says it. as soon as she says i'm wendy bird he knows exactly who she is she knows he knows that she bought a table for fifty thousand dollars and says the the bare minimum i can do for spending that much money is to at least know your name so we don't get to see much else here uh with that but at least we now know who it was they were talking about in that opening scene mm-hmm. the interception was good mm. yes it was all right so what's helen been up to this whole time well she's been driving to chicago trying to figure out where dell is they know that his credit card uh, was swiped at some little kiosk thing 
or maybe some kind of grocery store. I don't know. I couldn't tell exactly what this was. Could you? I thought it was like a gas station convenience store. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So uh, Helen goes up to the shop uh, uh, where Dell's card was swiped and she tries to bribe the clerk to, to see the security footage. She doesn't give him a number, but he says, all right, how, how's $500,000? <laughs> and she says, oh, I'm sorry, we couldn't come to an agreement and leaves. And as soon as she gets in the car, her driver gets out of the car and shoots the kid and takes the hard drive. And shoots him again. Oh, yeah, but, that's right. Yeah, uh, oh, that's right, off. because he said, he said, don't kill me. So he shoots him in the stomach or something. Yeah, and then and goes then, like, now you want to die. Now, yeah. now do you want to yeah. something how, like that? How, how, about, how about now? <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. cool, but really, really spooky. I mean, oh, that yeah. is really messed up. It's a cool thing. Yeah, uh, yeah did this guy Did this guy deserve this? Uh, no. Why? No, why would he deserve it? He's not deserved death, but he was being a big jerk, Mr. Sal. Okay, jerk is one thing. I but... think they should have shot him in the foot. I think so that's anybody who's a jerk to you, you think you you have the right to this to level to, to to this level. Yeah, I mean, to what level? He's actually, doing his yeah, job. No, this, first this, of all, first this, of all, he's just on his phone, right? Someone comes in, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, not doing it, not doing it, not doing it. We'll even pay you. Asks for literally an outrageous amount, right? And then you know, like, nah. See, I don't think phone. that's an outrageous amount. So really here's what no okay not at all because he's going to lose his job if he does this so i, I don't think you're, you're not i don't think you're going to lose your job over that all right listen my, my, students, ask, my students ask me this all the time mr. <laughs> oh sorry mr sal <laughs> <laughs> mr sal uh what uh how how much would it, uh would you want to just you know give me give me 100 on my report card yeah and i always tell them I, my number is always the same Three million dollars. You can't be able to retire. Three yeah. million dollars. What? I say, yeah, I want enough to know that I never have to work again if I don't want to, because I'm going to lose my job. So. Well, okay. So a few a few things here. Well, I guess it depends on his position here, but if he's just like a cashier, I feel like his his barrier to taking the hit is probably lower. I don't think it's as hard to get others out now. I won't refute it. He might be a manager. It might be a harder position than, than I think, it, you know, to, to get the job again. But because you can't really write this off as a work experience if you're going to get fired from it. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's nice. they're not going to give you a good vouching. But I don't think it's, yeah, you know, he could he could have asked his employer, right? Because, you know, he, he, he could have tried something, right? What I'm saying is he was a real jerk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And should have gotten shot in the foot. Wow. And then uh, we go on about our day. Okay, well, he got shot all right, and they have <laughs> should not drag. have been killed. Yeah, should not have been killed. <laughs> so I'm not not wishing him death. Just, 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 um, just punishment, right? Just punishment. Okay. <laughs> Probably. I think I think he could solve a lot of crime if he just got shot in the foot for doing something wrong. You know how awful it would be to get shot in the foot. Well, where do you, where do you, like a shoulder shot? Like, what do you think? Oh, the best much place? much better. Okay, much shot better. in the shoulder. Shot in the shoulder. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah, I mean, you're right. We well, gotta walk on your foot. Yeah. In the yeah. Foot. Yeah. 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 A lot of small, a lot of small bones in there too. You get shot in the foot, your foot's basically gonna shatter. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, we'll we'll get you get shot in the shoulder. You know how many? You know, you know how much crime that's all. We just blanket. You know, we'd save the government. You know, no need to jail people. No need for prisons. You get shot in the shoulder for hmm. for some offenses. You know, it's just, just one shot <laughs> to the shoulder. And I think some people will take. I think people would take it. Give them a choice. Oh my god. <laughs> this is crazy.
Okay. There's that cruel and unusual punishment. If you can execute someone by firing squad, surely you can make a punishment of getting shot in the shoulder. Yeah. With a crossbow. Like No, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's you're getting too far. A crossbow. <laughs> why are you throwing in a crossbow all of a sudden? Uh, we're not getting medieval. Why. No, we're getting lost. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Back at the gala, Wendy plays politics to convince uh, Wilkes that the, a new casino is a good idea. I, I don't really know all the ins and outs of this conversation, but it seems like it works because uh, Marty and Wendy have sex in the car in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, they seem pretty happy. Good for them. Yep, yep. And on the drive home, they get taken in by Helen. Now, I, I'm assuming they're, they get taken in at their house. Yeah, or on their way back home. Right, right. Well, right it seems like that. it was at the house because later Wendy's not going to get into the car. Yeah, yeah, she just yeah. So I think. Oh, that makes much more sense. I thought she was like walking home. Wow. And then when they got home at the same time, and they both walked yeah. in on the same time at the end, I was like, "How did that happen? Like, That's did Marty how. just follow her?" <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, yes, that makes yes, that makes it much more sense." Because I was really confused. Like, she's walking home. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, this makes sense." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, they get but they get taken in by Helen, and she gives him one hour to negotiate reparations for Dell's death. So th- they they show him the photo yeah, the of jigs Ash, up. and they say, uh, "Yeah, this is this is not Dell, uh, but that's Dell's credit card." <laughs> and uh, we think we know who this guy is. I, uh, I'm sorry. I would have loved it if. If Ash wore like a like a Dell like a mask or something, or like was trying to look like Dell, <laughs> like he like maybe he got like a wig on and tried like you know isn't it like, like some spray tan or something, wore like a suit like he would wear, like he's just trying to imitate Dell. Oh my god! Uh, you know, I love that. Honestly, like this, this is a terrible move by Ash. Like you couldn't find some place. You gotta you gotta like. Scope these places out. Yeah, just go and, in there with your actual card, right? Just actually buy yeah. something, and then see if they have cameras. And then if you find a place that doesn't, then use Dell's camera, right? Just yes, yes. There are plenty of places where you can swipe a card that don't have security cameras pointed at the register. Yeah, or just great gem- cameras in general. Yeah, go find go find a place. Yeah, you might have to look up it. We're not saying it'll be the world's easiest task, but you know what, Ash, you drove this far. Let's 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 not get sloppy at the the, the end here. Seriously, it might cost you your life. Yeah, it might. I see. Imagine the punishment for this, right? Shot in the shoulder. I think it'd be oh very god. effective punishment. <laughs> oh my god. Well, anyway, uh, they now are blaming the Snells for Dell's death because they don't believe that Marty is a murderer, and as such, they want him to negotiate this this uh, reparation deal with the Snells. Marty tells her that Dell was out of line and she believes it, but they go to see the Snells. Okay. Ready for fireside chat? Yes. Okay. Thank you, FDR. <laughs> we have a campfire chat between Ruth, Wyatt, and Cade. And Cade starts, you know, asking Wyatt about his love life and so forth. But then eventually he just drops in, you know, how do you think that Russ's accident happened? Which well, this. This yeah. is scumbag move number two. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have to bring the 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 background of of, of Ruth trying to usher Wyatt to bed. Yeah. And then he brings it up. He, and he looks at Ruth as he does it, okay? Oh, yeah. 
So the, yeah. the, that is important context. This. He's not just bringing it up to talk to White about it. He's kind of you know, he's bringing it up as a as a tool. So Ruth. So oh, absolutely. Him. This is this is aimed directly at Ruth because he knows how it happened, but he's just trying to get Wyatt to come to that conclusion or actually not even. He's, he's kind of just threatening trying, Ruth. That, yeah. You know, he, you know, I have this information and I can use it against you at any time. Yeah. So, oh, he's such a scum. I, I mean, listen, 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 man can't ask, man can ask his nephew a question. Just a question. Yeah. This is a pretty big deal. Listen, not illegal though, right? No, not, not illegal. illegal. He's not a, illegal. I'm not. I'm not saying I, none of the stuff that I am digging him for is illegal. Is illegal, despite him doing some illegal things. Right. Yeah. I mean, not a, not good... I'm not. I'm not criticizing him for for uh, sleeping with a prostitute. Okay, that's probably illegal. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. You know, or You're not a very drinking, good parole officer. Not a very good. No, officer. drinking the beer. I'm not. Look, I'm not trying to play parole officer here. But why should you take the job? Point out indicators of scumbaggery, and this why, is this why, is an indicator. Why did you take the job if you didn't want to be a parole officer? I did not take the job. We're gonna have to negotiate your pay later. Okay, sounds good. You can double my salary. Hey, you know what? If you're if you're dissatisfied, cut it in half. Go ahead. Half of nothing, <laughs> still nothing. <laughs> I I wonder. It's gotta be an awkward time when someone gets their like salary. Uh, you have you ever? I mean, feel free not to answer. Have you ever had your salary like demoted? Your pay dropped down while you're working? Not not swapping jobs, but the same no. job, and they go listen, right? It's kind of atypical. Yeah, they're gonna listen. We're paying you less. <laughs> like we're no. going down. But I like to imagine they're talking about like a performance review. They're like, listen, you're not doing as good as you used to do. We're not pleased with the work, and you go. Okay, just pay me half. It's fine. I'm not going to change. So just pay me less. <laughs> like, like let's not let's not, and then let's move past this. Like just just I'll just take less. Then I don't want to fix it. I don't want to fix the issues. The issues are there. I understand. I've gotten worse. I'll take less yep. pay. We're good. I, I okay. So, and that has not happened to me with pay. It did happen to me with a grade one time. I'm pretty sure I may have already told you this story, but it was my my master's degree uh, project. All right, it was the last thing I had to do to finish my master's degree. And uh, I got called into my advisor's office and she said, you know, this, this is a little light on the sources. I, I'm, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to redo it. I said, oh man, I don't know, I don't have time to redo it. She said, well, I guess you can punt and take the gentleman's B if you want. I said, oh, B? Oh, absolutely, slap that on there, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah like no th- th- by all means go for it so yeah, right so i i think i hope that would also become more regular in the work environment instead of instead of expecting your employee to either get back to what they used to be or what you expected of them just mm-hmm. just let them have the out of i'll just take less pay right we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we're not i'm not fixing this issue the issue is going to be there yeah. i'm not saying this issue is going to get solved just you can pay me less for it, right? That's exactly. That's... Well, the the reason I said cut my pay in half was because we're talking about me being a parole officer, and I'm not, so I don't get paid. So you can cut it in half, and half of nothing is still nothing. So mm, you're not a mathematician, there, Mister Sal. We'll, we'll have to work on that. We'll have to we'll have to speak on that. We're not. Gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yes to every claim willy nilly. There. All right. Fine. But... Anything else you want to say about the campfire scene? No. No. Campfire, okay. campfire scene is good though. All right. So Wendy and Marty are, are basically begging and pleading 
and with the Snells to, to, to come up with a way to repay the cartel. Marty suggests $5 million, then $4 million. Then I think it was, I think it's Wendy mm -hmm. that suggests, what about a percentage? 3%, 2%, you know, you don't have to pay anything up front, just gets taken out as, as you make the money. Um, what about taking some of the product? Jacob seems like he's listening, like he's hearing it and he's understanding that there's a problem here. Darlene, refuses over and over she says it's weak it's not good business he violated a code she just has excuse after excuse and just outright refuses every possible proposal so th there's a big difference here between darlene and jacob yeah but even eventually you know jacob starts going nah i can't right wendy even pleads about yep. no we have children but you know out of my hands, it's like we can't do anything. No more mm -hmm. compromise. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing the is, it. what's that? That's the end of it. End of the scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, really? <laughs> what else happened? <laughs> okay. So Jacob does start repeating some of the things that Darlene says, but he also tells the birds that it's time for them to leave uh, while he stokes the fire and it tells Ash to, to escort them out. But when Ash comes over, he pulls a log out of, I can't remember if he pulled it out of the fire or out of just the, the log holding bin or whatever. He logged them. Oh, yeah. He logged him, whacked him right over the head, Ash. And, oh, and then he proceeds to make sure that he's dead. He spears him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With the, with the fire poker. The same thing. Why, why not that fire poker instead of the crowbar? Right, like give it a little bend. Uh, I don't know. Oh, you guys, great you guys, idea! You guys could do some liberty there. Cause that's what I thought it was. I I thought the crowbar was what he killed, um, yeah. Ash with. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. I like that. And yeah. then I was like, that's not a, that's not a, that's not a crowbar. Yeah, that's a great idea. Oh man, but yeah. Well, Darlene is absolutely distraught here, but Jacob yeah. says it was the only way. So her dear Ash. The, uh, what's that? Her dear Ash. Uh, yes, her dear Ash. Yes, but... Looks like he'll be I, up in ashes. Yeah. So then we, we have to just remember back to the beginning of the episode when Darlene and Ash were burying Dell's body. And, and it really seemed like Darlene felt she had screwed up and that Jacob was mad at her for killing Dell. Imagine how mad Darlene must feel right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, certainly. Dell was someone that Jacob didn't even know. It was just a rash decision for her to kill him. This is personal. This is someone they care about. Yeah. So anyway, uh, on the way home, uh, before they get, I shouldn't say on the way home. I think it's in the, right outside right at the car. They, they, Helen drops them at the car and they have this conversation before they even get into the car. Wendy and Marty discuss their role in these deaths. Wendy feels guilty, it seems. Yes. Marty does not. Yes. He, we, we know Marty's philosophy from Kaleidoscope. And he says, people make choices and the choices have consequences. And then he, he goes on to list all these possibilities. If Darlene hadn't killed Dell, if Mason had stayed out on the water, that's another character we didn't see in this episode is Mason. Mm. But if Mason, so he's, I mean, he's going all the way back and just pushing the blame off on other people. Okay, because the argument could very easily be made if you had just never gotten here in the first place, none of these other people would have died. 
that's also true. But I think uh, I, I agree with Marty here of like their choices. Like, like they made choices as well. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, our choices caused some of their choices that led to their demise. Mm-hmm. I won't de- deny that, but they had choices to get out of the way. You know I mean? Look, I mean, it, I, I, I totally agree with, with someone like Garcia, someone like Dell, someone like Ash, like these, these were people who intentionally put themselves in harm's way. They know they're in harm's way. They know they're the, in the, game. Yeah. the risk of their actions. Okay. So, so the, with those people, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, Russ and Boyd. That's that's a little more gray, uh, because they're not. I think Grace is criminals. the gray. I think Grace is the biggest gray. Them. Oh, gray. Oh, Grace is. That's the one. That that's not gray. That's that's all the way the other way. You know, Grace's death is the one that you look at and say she was completely innocent. She had nothing to do with any of this. Like that's that's the biggest one. You know, Russ and Boyd. That's there's some gray area there, especially with Boyd. Russ, you know, was he was. He was a rat. Yeah, he. Well, I'm. I don't want to criticize <laughs> yeah, I, him for being a rat, but he, you know, he did have the plan to kill Marty. You know, so yeah. there, he was definitely up to some illegal activity. But, but Grace, that's like, that's the one they should feel guilty about. Yeah, they they, they have a degree of faults, but how much fault? I guess is the question. Well, if you by Marty's logic, it's all of it. He's not going back that far, but if the birds never show up in the Ozarks, then none of these people are dead. You you mean by by Marty's logic that they're all their fault, or by yeah. Wendy's? Because I don't no, I don't because he, well he's not blaming himself for it. Well no because you're saying like the butterfly effect. No 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 because they right. had choices like for his exact choice for example because there's micro choices right because then you could go uh we wouldn't have moved here if it wasn't you know you can you can go up the chain right if bruce didn't rob him so it's bruce's fault mm-hmm. that she died actually so right. no, that's not what marty's saying marty marty's saying more individual choices he blames mason for it so it's not oh i, don't I, think that's I a, or oh i th- i think that's exactly what he's saying i think he's just not he's just avoiding himself i mean if well, marty yeah. just if marty doesn't plead with dell and just takes the bullet yeah then none of this happens yeah yeah i i see what you're saying there but i, I think um his viewpoint is just like there, there's a point where decisions get localized enough right because because mm-hmm. otherwise you go for you could forever go up the chain right so you i can, think marty's yeah, going yeah. like yeah it's, listen us coming down here we're not the causes of this because well then why did we come down here, right like like you just go up the chain forever so he's just mm-hmm. blaming the more localized decisions which is fair i i, I wonder though you, you could tell i think they do have a percent of blame now what percent not less than half because always i i blame the snells mostly because the snells are the ones that actually killed him and wanted to kill like you know they yeah it's this is this is i actually i actually would argue that they have not killed anyone themselves really they they have uh they're not like the the big cause behind anyone's death hmm. i would say I, i'd be on marty's side here i'd go you know what you came down here that has caused things surely yes but uh if you got things the way you wanted them no one would be dead so okay I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's a, a decent assessment. I do think though that Marty is rationalizing away the blame, and I think that that there there they do bear some guilt. Oh yes, they he, bear some blame, yes. and he is not acknowledging that. No, yeah, he isn't. He's hard line going. Nope, not at all. Because even by his own logic, they bear some of the guilt. And I get, you're right; you can keep going up the chain forever. But by his own logic, 
they have to bear some of that guilt too. Yeah, so. interesting. Yeah, during that chain. Yep. yep. So. Um, Wendy wants Marty to admit that it was good for them that Ash died, and he does. He says we got lucky. So that they did good for them. Yeah. And, and Wendy walks home. Walks home, but just down the driveway. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, this is instance three of Cade being scum. Ruth is sleeping in her bed, and Cade wakes her up to ask what Marty wanted, and then lays down next to her. She asked for a raise. He said yes. And he says, while laying in bed next to her, you just remember he ain't your daddy. Now, he does go to sleep in the bed, it seems. As what beds so are for, yes. Yeah, at least the, at least there's that. Okay, but just the, the intimidation of waking her up while she's sleeping and then laying down next to her is the, just creepy sorry. as can I'm be. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought your devotion here was going to be, like the merit point was going to be for waking her up when she's sleeping. Terrible thing no, to do. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. It sounds like that's what you're going to go with. There's like waking her up. Yep. <laughs> disgusting. No, but yeah, oh, definitely, <laughs> definite vibes, right? So, I, yeah, it's, if they if they reveal that he he he's sexually abused Ruth in the past, would not be shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they are definitely hinting at it. So, yeah, yeah, not no smoking gun or anything, but the vibes no. are there. Vibes are definitely yeah, for there. sure. All right, and then the last scene: the birds go to bed. Yeah, with some nice song whatever yeah so. they probably turn out that uh lamp on the nightstand oh uh, maybe yeah i should have <laughs> stop it i hate that lamp but <laughs> all in all episode got a got a nine yeah trying Very to think there's anything really to say. yeah great to see helen uh, i'm trying to see if there's really anything else to talk about in the wide scope of this episode i mean yeah we, we can't point out as you went along no petty no mason uh mm-hmm. maybe they dropped their storylines this season spoiler they did not <laughs> that we, <will, laughs> we, we will see them but not for this first episode so uh that, that's you know what that was a pretty decent sized spoiler you just dropped on people is that that we're going to see petty and we're going to see mason at some point yeah possibly i think i think that's a decent sized spoiler okay and i will i will take that out then Nah, you don't have to take it out. Okay, <laughs> then I will not take that out. I don't know, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. see where that goes. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, Mr. Sal. Yes. I'm checking uh, my clock here. It's oh. very hard for me to read um, well, the hands. Yeah. Well, first of all, do you have anything else to say? I, I was going to say, we recently set the clocks forward, so I can understand your confusion. Now, it was like analog I could read, but the, the hands get really confusing because there's like the there's like the minute hand and then there's the fast hand and then there's like the mm-hmm. slow hand and then there's like mm. the long hand and then there's like the, the curvy hand. Oh, um I forgot about but the if I look hand. but if I look but if I look at all those hands, it spells T hmm, uh, T V T I M E T V time? What time is TV it? TV time. Oh, TV time. Oh, yeah, Very clever. Yeah. Anyway, that was terrible. So there you go. Yeah, the clocks went forward. Which sucks, okay. by the way. Hate, hate, hate that the clocks. I hate when the clocks go forward. Oh, it's yeah. Just a, and the, just time changes are the worst. It's just, I wish we only ever went. I know, listen, I completely understand we can't just always go an hour back. It would mess things up. 
but part of me wishes we could, right? Just listen, <laughs> like if you told me in the moment, I'd be like, tell you what, we'll worry about that in the future, right? Let's just go an hour <laughs> back and we'll take the hit for now, okay? <laughs> we'll take the hit. We can work on that. You know, there's, there's, we'll be smarter in the future. We can handle it, but alas. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Ah, TV time. This TV is an time. interesting one to have to, uh, for the character one. So, so ratings, five. I mean, you gave it a five. I'm going to say the people gave it a five. Four. Really? Terrible. 55% four. Really? How much five? 37%. Okay. So the people's the one that's interesting. The people said Marty. That I'm not worried about. Like They sure did. 73% ooh, said Marty. I would not have gone that strongly. But the thing is you. You're okay. you're a little hard. I, I don't think you said Marty. That, that I don't think. Did you say Wendy or Ruth? And... I'm going to say that you said Wendy because of the stuff she does here. And I, I know you're a big fan of Wendy. So I'm going to say you picked Wendy. I did not. You also picked Marty? Nope. You picked Ruth? No. Did you, <laughs> did you pick Ash? No. no. Ellen? <laughs> I have no. Now, now you really scattershot me there. I have no idea who you picked. <laughs> I picked Jacob. What? Oh, you picked yeah. that just to confuse me. Gosh darn it. You did that. There's no way I was ever going to pick Jacob. Hey, Jacob is in fourth place on TV time, too. Yeah. I know. And I bet I bet he has sub five percent. Two percent. Yeah. Yeah. Marty, 73 percent. Then Ruth, 12 percent. Then Wendy. You you did the thing that I always try to avoid you do of going. He's in the top four. So he's in fourth place is what I can surmise. Like if, if, (laughs) if, 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 if I got like top like if i will say i'm like the 10th person i don't say i'm in the top 10 i'll say i'm in the top 15 and then i'm all oh, oh. the 10th person right look you, you gotta give yourself a little bottom room so that way no, you, you know, don't i i so do that if you uh, say you're in the top 15 you could be 14 or 15 you're giving yourself less credit when you say no, top 15 I, I, it, listen it i totally agree it depends on the scenario look if i'm speaking with someone right i will say top 15 and they'll go oh and if they try to figure out where i am in the t- like like uh, and then, then I will specify tenth, right? If the, if if that's at all matters, I'll say top ten if I'm never going to specify the number. But if I will eventually specify, I'll go a little lower, so like it kind of lowers the expectations a bit. But then boom, I'm a lo- I'm I'm higher than the fifteenth and the tenth, <laughs> right? Or like whatever have you. So there you go. So it's like a it's a little tactic there. So that's a small tactic right wow. there. So right there, I would use that tactic. I would like, oh, he's in the top eight. And I'd be like, oh, so he's eighth. Like, nope, fourth. Oh. And then boom, oh. you would have had me checkmate, Mister oh. Sal. <laughs> So there, well, but uh, missed opportunity. My missed bad. opportunity, but <laughs> yeah, no, I I love Jacob in this episode. I I, I love. I see I love why you scene. picked him. Yeah, uh, I see why, especially his big decisions in like the final. Like I, the thing is though, is just he makes one really big. I mean, so th- there's two things, right? So when he's, I guess, kind of three. So he talks with them in the beginning, the mm-hmm. uh, birds, right? Yeah. That's just more him showing up. I don't think there's anything special there. Do you, do you have anything for that? No, I love okay. that. I love that. Uh, that there's the connection I, that he says. The idea, like you know, that you know, she 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 brought her honey, and it's 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 complicated being in business with with your wife. Yeah, I mean, said it, but like I, I, I think those those two things are are pivotal. They're they're so really? important to, to 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 this whole episode and actually the whole arc of the those characters up I, to this point. I, I think we're just gonna have to, as Ash did, agree to disagree there. Uh, oh, and I'll just I'll leave it there. 
I'll you, tell you, you what. picked the most unreasonable character, in my opinion, thus far. I think this was, I think, I'm going to go on the record and say that this was an injustice pick that you did oh, wow. just to just to circumnavigate me from guessing your person. All right, I don't know for it. sure. I don't know for sure. So, the, I, But I'm guessing this is not the only time I'm going to pick Jacob this season. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I, that, that, I, that's a fair thing to say. But I love Jacob in this season. But okay, so I, 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 who who I would pick, by the way, I guess I should also quickly say, yeah, I really don't know. It's between it's between Marty and Wendy, and I think I might say Wendy. I, I, probably Wendy. Pick and that was the that was the other reason why I picked Jacob because just nobody else really stood out to me in this episode as wow, that was amazing. So yeah. Jacob stuff, you know, especially at the end, that it's a big deal at the end, and maybe it's possible that this is some rewatch bias. Uh-huh. That is very possible. You know, I talk about this on on Lost. Like sometimes I'm very confused about the character ratings, and I wonder if uh, it's not because they know where those characters are headed in the future. Yeah, yeah, it's, it could be some rewatch bias. That's certainly yeah. true, but in yeah. either case, unreasonable for Jacob. I'm sorry all agree. That way. I think we can all agree that picking Jacob was definitely an unreasonable decision. Uh, I, I, I don't. Thank you for agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> but in any case, uh, uh, are you ready to enter the spoiler zone, Kurt? I yeah, I I, I would yeah, start for that. Okay, well, I will I will say to listeners at this point, uh, if you would like to contact us, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com if you wouldn't mind we would really appreciate it if you shared the podcast and if you gave us those five star ratings and subscriptions so we do appreciate your listenership thank you so much for tuning in every week we look forward to talking to you next week right yeah uh, yeah next week it would be next week (laughs) we look forward to talking to you next week when we cover season two episode two the precious blood of jesus and if you have not seen Ozark through the end of season three, this would be the time to tune out because we are about to enter the spoiler zone. Kurt, welcome. Welcome Hi. to the spoiler zone. Thank you. Thank you. It's glad to be in the spoiler zone. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's a spoiler zone. It's also like, um, you know that feeling when you just get home from either like, it doesn't have to be work but like when you get home and like you're not leaving home for the rest of the day like you know mm-hmm. now you can like change clothing right like it's just yeah you know, you're you're home now mm-hmm. uh that's that's what the spoiler zone's like so i'm coming in that's that's another thing the spoiler zone's like it's a dank musty place but it's my uh dank musty mm-hmm. place in any case spoilers to discuss um yes didn't actually write anything down but there is one i want to talk about which is rachel Okay. And yes, their inevitable return. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It, with Petty. With, well, yes, they, <laughs> with Petty. Uh, is she next episode? Is that even when we start seeing her? I, I think she does. have no idea. So I don't think she's near the end half of the season. I do think No, they, I think uh, you're right. Wrap her up yep. too. But same with Mason as well. Mason does not go to the end of the season either. No, nope, you're right. Storyline as well. So, yeah. Those are definitely so, a lot of the characters stuff we missed here. We'll kind of get wrapped up midway through the season. Not petty, petty, oh, petty is near the so end. many people are dying this season. I know so many deaths. Flies, flies will be dropped, right? Jacob. Oh my god. 
we got Jacob. We've got uh, Petty. A, we've actually. got Cade. Oh. We've got Buddy. We've got oh, uh, more than that. I think I'm pretty sure there's more than that. Mason. We've got Mason. Mason, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's so much death in this season. It's unbelievable. And yeah, a lot of death there. So definitely um, that's exciting um, to see them come yeah. back. Uh, yep. So I wanted to to further in the spoiler zone justify my pick of Jacob here because yeah. a, a lot of this is rewatched by bias and I it's for sure. Although because, like, oh, I wonder if some people that voted Jacob did it out of rewatch bias as I also <laughs> picked Jacob. Well, I mean, the thing is, like that that scene in the beginning where he's talking to Marty about how complicated it is to be in business. Yeah, I know. Life. I yeah, I know. I mean, that is great foreshadowing. I was like, I mean, that's that's goosebumps. Like that, that, is, that, that is that is great. Listen, that is great a foreshadowing. For, yeah. Foreshadowing. I would love to have commented on that, but I'm not gonna comment <laughs> well, on that. That was that. Commenting that was, on it now. Yeah, now, so, yeah, now we'll say great foreshadowing on yeah. that part. But yeah, I mean. I totally agree. Jacob's a way better character when you look at it through the lens of what happens to him and you know how he dies and mm-hmm. just what happens throughout the season. Uh, I would totally argue though that at a first watch, I don't. I think it's criminal to rate him as a favorite character. Oh, you're probably right. So, but, uh, but fine. You want to rate it like my that? first watch. So, <laughs> but if you want to do it like that, so be it. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of disgusting, but you know, you think Kate's disgusting. <laughs> we each have our own definitions and our own terminology for it. So, that's well, all a, right. That's fine, but you want to talk about the five thousand or ten thousand dollars that Charlotte gives to Jonah because that is kind of a big deal, right? I'm trying to remember that because I know like well, Jonah starts doing trade, like he starts like learning to launder money and stuff. I yes. So where does this it, money? Think, does this come into effect I, in season three? Like I'm trying to think about this. Well, I mean, he definitely uh, is out to most of the family. I think even. Uh, as a money launderer in season three yeah uh, but i'm pretty sure it happens in season two too as two as well but i think um is this the money that charlotte uses to buy the drone in season three for jonah oh that he they see some um, they spots like the the what does he see with the he catches uh, the cartel or was it yeah. the kansas city mob doing something yeah frank so, cosgrove's frank Cos- crew oh my god like, I, i'm also hyped about frank Cos- we're hyped about oh yeah he's kansas in season two yes yeah they yeah. all start yeah. up here so yeah so uh, yeah i think this is the, i think this is the same money but i know it's it's got to be the money that jonah uses to get started with his money laundry it's the seed so. money yeah it's just a small sum of either five or ten thousand dollars but <laughs> uh and yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's yeah. just I mean, something uh, to keep an eye on. But. I love I love the uh, the blatant. This I mean this is foreshadowing as well. Uh, the the blatant uh, we do not kill people. From yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Later this season. Yep. It's that one's not too long. I think it's episode five or six, right? It is mid season when Mason gets yeah. shot. Yeah. I'm trying to think if they yeah. kill anyone. I don't think they themselves I'm trying to think if Marty and Wendy kill anyone. Actually, end of the season, Wendy orchestrates. Doesn't Wendy orchestrate someone's death? Uh in season three. You're talking about season two? I thought the end of season two she orchestrates someone's death. But maybe that's season three. I'm trying to remember. Whose death do you think she orchestrates? I'm trying to remember now. Because I remember that's where it's like the whole like you know break like the whole like breaking bad uh uh wendy kind of thing is like she's you know she refuses oh, to right. leave and uh, she fixes their problem 
I, I, I'm not going to look it up. I, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully we can remember this flag. I thought she had someone killed. She obviously didn't do it directly, but we'll, we will, mm-hmm. we will have to see if I'm just misremembering that. But that is. But Mason, Mason is direct. Like they do it. Oh yes. Yes. They literally, Marty's one that shoots him, right? I think so. so yeah. He gets shot by one of them. He, yeah. They literally do kill him though. He is, he's the yeah. direct kill. And he, so far they're only direct kill that I can think yes. of. That's the only one I can think of as well. Uh, they were closer to Helen's kill, but no, no not direct. They were oh yeah, closer, yeah, bro. very, very, very close so. to that one. So, but that's all I had for the spoilers. Do you have anything else? No, 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 no. That's that's everything I wanted to say. So I was gonna bring up the the Jacob stuff and Rachel. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then, folks. Again, thank you for listening. Show Harper's podcast at gmail.com. Share, subscribe five-star ratings and reviews, and we'll see you next week for the precious blood of Jesus.